Do you love improv? Because I do. I'm Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Join me live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network every second and fourth Wednesday, where I'm joined by a new guest each episode to talk about and do some improv. Can't catch it live? No worries. Each episode gets turned into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Podcast episodes are released the Wednesday following the live show. So watch live or listen later. But either way, if you love improv, make sure to check out I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, a part of the Trident Network. So how excited are you about getting an article in the Daily Examiner? Everyone's talking about it. Well, Jack Downey just trashed it. (sighs) Of course he did. He's so jealous. You think? Come on. You snapped an amazing picture of your teacher's good side. Then you wrote a killer article about their secret romance, and it happened to run in a major New York newspaper. Think about it. The editor of the school paper has been upstaged by a member of his own staff. He's dying over this. You are so right, Jen. Thanks. What are friends for? So true. (laughs) So true. Get a clue. It's so true. Oh my God, Val, you're so smart. (laughs) Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about Get a Clue. Get a clue. That nothing There's nothing you, you can do. do. <laughs> wow. What a fun time this was. Yeah, very silly fun time. Lots of bright colors. Oh, the the 2000s fashion. Oh my God. Spoiler alert. Say I know magnifique. so many things. So many things in this movie. Love that. Trey Chic. Trey Chic. Trey Chic. I was not Trey Chic. I owned like objects. (laughs) 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 So uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's just dive right in. Yeah, we're going to dive. Let's dive. Uh, Let's do it. All right. Get a Clue came out June 28th, 2002. (gasps) So it's been a couple months since the last one. Happy anniversary. Get a clue because oh. it's uh, June 28th. Just oh. passed. <laughs> so happy anniversary to get a clue. <laughs> happy get a clue. Happy get a clue. <laughs> um, anyway, get a clue was directed by Maggie Greenwald, who didn't hasn't done like a ton, but she directed a couple episodes of Pete and Pete, some episodes of the Backyardigans and more recently, some episodes of Madam Secretary. Cool. Uh, Get a Clue was written by Alana Sanko. Uh, She also did not have too much of a resume. Um, She wrote some episodes of the Dragon Tales show. Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. That's all I got. And a a show called Just for Kicks, which I'd never heard of. Just for kicks, just for kicks. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. I want to hear the whole thing. Just for kicks, just for kicks, baby, you are just for kicks, kicking here and kicking there, everybody everywhere. Very nice. Thank Excellent. you. Uh, we got a big cast today, so here we go. Okay. 
Uh, Lindsay Lohan <gasps> played none other, yeah, none other than Lindsay Lohan played uh, Alexandra or Lexi Gold. Lindsay Lohan is best known for her stint in in the movie The Parent Trap, the mm-hmm. newer version. I must point that out because I am probably the only person on earth who's seen the old version. <laughs> yeah, you're the only person. Like the literally. only person on earth who's ever seen it. <laughs> Fun fact about the original Parent Trap, like the old one, that mm. was a Disney Channel original film. <laughs> so it was like the predecessor to Yeah decons which is kind of cool um anyway she was also in mean girls freaky friday uh herbie fully loaded she's also done a bunch of music videos she hasn't done a whole lot more recently because she's kind of struggled with some things in her personal life but she's she's around still Mm -hmm. you missed Mm -hmm. very importantly confessions of a teenage drama queen oh yes sorry and um there's lindsey lohan's beach club no, <laughs> there's a hold on. I actually I have it written down here. Life size, the one with um, ah. Tyra Banks. Mm-hmm. So this is there are a bunch of cool, fun facts on the IMDb for this movie. One of them is this was the last of three films that were under Lindsay Lohan's original contract with Disney, which required her to do Parent Trap, Life Size in this movie. Wow. Mm hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so she played Lexi. Brenda Song played Jen. Uh, You might remember Brenda from The Ultimate Christmas Present, Mm -hmm. which we watched a little while back. Um, In the future, she will be in Stuck in the Suburbs. She was also in Phil of the Future, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, a bunch of Sweet Life iterations, and more recently, Station 19. Cool. Mm-hmm. Bug Hall plays Jack Downey, and he's probably best known for Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. He plays Alfalfa in Little Rascals. At least sure that's does. definitely what I recognized him from. I think I still have the VHS of Little Rascals. Wow. Yeah. He was also in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I think he was like a replacement for one of the kids, like Mm -hmm. one of the main kids. Um, Also, I just love that this guy's name is Bug. Like, I want to know if that's short for something or if he was literally Bug. (laughs) Like, Bug sounds like a name from, like, the 50s. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and now starring Bug Hall Mm -hmm. as Jack Downey. That sounds like a name from the 50s, too. (laughs) That really does. You did a great voice there, Val. Oh, thank you. You do a great... 50s 50s newscaster yeah um so ian gomez plays mr walker he is best known for my big fat greek wedding felicity the drew carey show cougar town supergirl and more recently the morning show and physical Mm. so he's you know he's a character actor he's been in a bunch of stuff but like those are the things where he's he was a main character on cougar town i think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, these are, like, he's been in a ton of other stuff. These are yeah. just the things where he's had, like, recurring roles. Mm-hmm. If you looked him up, you would know who he is. But I don't think yeah. he's not a name where you look at it and you're like, I know who that is. No offense to this man. But no, but he's very familiar. Like, yes. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that guy. Uh-huh. Which is literally the definition of a character actor. Uh, Ali Mukadam played Gabe. 
their friend. And um, he's mostly been a voice actor. Cool. Um, he was in Angela Anaconda, Redwall, an animated version of Anne of Green Gables, a show called Roly Poly Holy. Yeah. Uh, Franklin, Radio Free Roscoe. Wow. And then he was also in the movie Miss Sloan. Mm. So, yeah, he's been he's been working. Dan Lett played their or played Lexi's dad, Frank Gold. He has not done a ton. Um, he was a voice in Babar or Babar. I, I never know how to say that. It's a cartoon with an elephant. Oh, uh-huh. And he was in two different iterations of that 10 years apart. And then he was in X-Men Apocalypse and Molly's Game. Cool. The, those were like the only things I really recognize. Isn't Molly's Game also like Jessica Chastain or it's um Bryce Dallas Howard it's, or uh, it's Amy, Amy Adams, Adams, I think, mm. or maybe it is Jessica. Oh God. Now I'm doing the thing where I mix them all up. So many redheads. So little time. <laughs> um, Amanda Plummer played, uh, Miss Dawson, who's apparently her first name was Gertrude. I don't think we ever actually heard that out loud, but that makes sense. Gertrude. Yeah. She is their teacher as well. Um, she has been in a bunch of stuff, but she was in L.A. Law, The Fisher King with Robin Williams, Pulp Fiction. Uh, she was a character in Hercules, which I thought you would appreciate. Mm. She was on Phineas and Ferb. And more recently, she's on the show Ratched. The one thing that I knew her from, which was the only thing that I recognized her from, was uh, Hunger Games 2. Um, where she is virus so she's the one who's like the older lady who goes TikTok, TikTok, oh TikTok. yeah 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 yeah. and i just yeah. re i recently rewatched those when i had the old cove in april so <laughs> um i did recognize her nice charles shaughnessy mm -hmm. uh makes his triumphant return as detective charles meany <laughs> There were a lot of on-the-nose names in this movie. Yeah. You might remember him from Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, and where he was said vampire, and um, The Nanny, which is what he's absolutely most famous for. But he was also on Mad Men, and he is currently, or at least recently, has been on Days of Our Lives for cool. like a lot of episodes. Kim Roberts played Mrs. Stern, one of their other teachers. She's been in... She, she was in Cheetah Girls, Jump In, Degrassi, The Next Generation, Zombies, a show called Baroness Von Sketch Show, Whoa. which sounded fun. Um, and then she's a voice on Paw Patrol. Those first four or five that I listed are all Disney properties, and she plays a teacher in every single one. Of nice. Them. When you've got the look, you've got the look. Yep. And then... Like the rest of them, like haven't really been in much, but like Eric Fink played Mr. Goldblum and other one of the teachers or maybe the principal. I can't remember. Jennifer Pisana played uh, the little sister Taylor. She stopped acting in 2007. Um, yeah. So that is the cast. Uh, the synopsis is as follows. Lexi is a spoiled rich kid who loves to get the best stories for her school's gossip column, but a pic she publishes of her teacher's triggers a strange course of events and one of the teachers goes missing with her friend jack she decides to investigate and finds herself caught in a web of intrigue it's an explosive parcel of action and adventure what okay weird to say those <laughs> words about a decom but okay <laughs> also like it's not 
Like, there's no action or adventure in this movie. Like, yeah. there's a lot hey, going they on. they venture to Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, they ride the subway. That is literally the most adventurous that there is. And we don't even also, see them on the subway. Right. They were also, like, well, like, we couldn't get the rights to ride the subway. <laughs> right. We don't have the, the crew for that. Yeah. Um. Well, also, they were in uh, Toronto, not uh, New York. So oh, they interesting. So couldn't recreate it. And then also, it's like some of the other stuff is... I get why they say it's a gossip column because everyone kind of flippantly calls it a gossip column, but she writes an advice column. Like she does like a Dear Abby style column. I don't understand like the gossip column insult thing that keeps happening. And it's in this, even in the synopsis. Mm -hmm. And then of course the other thing is like Jack is not her friend. Yeah. He is definitely not. He doesn't like her or at least judges her. And he is the editor of her newspaper that she writes that, advice column for um so those are the things that are inaccurate about this a couple other fun facts the there is a song that is playing when at the beginning of the movie when lexi and jen are showing each other their outfits Mm -hmm. and apparently that song was later used in hannah montana oh yeah cool and selena gomez sang it in hannah montana i guess cool and then the band that sung the song, Get a Clue, mm-hmm. was originally called Prozac, spelled P-R-O-Z-Z-A-K. <laughs> but because they were going to be on Dippy, they actually changed the name of their band to Simon and Milo so that they didn't reference drugs. Wow. In their band name. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Disney was like, ee-ee-ee. Yeah. And then apparently they reshot the end of the movie to change who the villain was. What? Yeah. So like we, we can talk more about this in detail later, but like the fact that they reshot a decom to me is like wild. Oh, I'm interested <laughs> to hear who originally was. Yeah, we'll talk about it during Spoiler City. Okay. Um, okay. Uh that's all the business. Al. What were your first impressions? Thanks, Val. Uh, I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought the acting was great. I wasn't like stumped by the outcome, but had a few like, oh, along the way. I love a mystery. I love a he's just not into you. That moment where everyone kind of comes together and has like all of these things, which is not the same here, but kind of similar so i had a lot of fun i'm gonna give this one a seven wow nice yeah sorry i burped during that (laughs) i didn't hear it okay great well everyone else will Uh, rate my burp okay val uh what are your first impressions (laughs) i liked this movie i probably only saw it like one time when it came Mm -hmm. out um so it was like fresh for me again i Here's what I really liked. I really liked Lindsay Lohan's acting and also she the character of Lexi. Was both. incredible in this movie. She's so like you can just tell like how much better of an actor she is than like everyone else around her. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, she's great and like the character of Lexi is great too because like she is sort of presented at the beginning of as being very like vain and out of touch because she's mm-hmm. like very wealthy. Like her dad is like the, the editor in chief of the New York Times or something like that. Yeah. Like, he's like very, they're very rich. 
And they could have made that very one dimensional. But instead, she's actually very like empathetic and mm-hmm. very perceptive. And very caring. willing to learn too. Right. Very like open minded, like just a, she's a very good person. And yeah. like, I really appreciate that because like no one had to like teach her to be a good person. Like maybe they had to push her to have different experiences. Yeah. But like she didn't have to learn to not be a selfish piece of crap. Right. Which I liked about this because what it actually turns out is that Jack, who's the one who's like at school on scholarship and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, he's the one who's judgmental. He's the one who like prejudges her and assumes things about her. And I like that as like a twist on on uh, sort of what would have been the easier path. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably like my favorite part. I think that like, honestly, the whole like mystery to me was kind of like whatever yeah <laughs> like, i don't really i didn't really care like i thought like the funniest parts to me were like the the teacher the girl the woman teacher like she was just so weird and, yeah like, i loved her energy anytime she was on screen i was just like things are about to be weird <laughs> and i liked when like all the kids were interacting and i liked when the two sisters were interacting so for me the movie was more most fun when it was doing that. And then yeah. the one thing that really really bothered me and it's hard to tell if this is an acting issue or if it was an editing issue, but I thought that Bug, the guy who plays Jack, his reactions were so delayed mm. and like it was hard for me to tell if this is just, you know, he was this was the first line, you know, and like they just edited to like they didn't shave it enough, you yeah. know, to like be like a quick reaction. But it just felt like, OK, now I'm going to react yeah. every single time he said anything. And like it was for me very distracting. So that was like the one thing. And like I want to like him. Yeah. And so like I was kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> but um, everything else I enjoyed. Good. So Yeah. Overall liked. Good. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was fun. Did you have any favorite quotes or moments? I only had a few. The only good thing about being in mourning is that black is always in. (laughs) I wrote that one too. (laughs) Love that line. Um, I wrote that I love Lindsay Lohan so much. Just because like, she's just so great. And Mm -hmm. it makes me sad that she like went through over the last however long what she went through because through Mean Girls, I mean, she was so good. And I know it's being a child actor and it's not having the right outlet and and feeling very isolated and then kind of growing up in that. Even you look at Demi Lovato and Macaulay Culkin and all of these child stars kind of really go through it. And it makes me sad that she went through that because she really was so good. And I, I am mm-hmm. hopeful that she at some point will get back into, um, acting. Yeah. I think I she's too. getting married soon. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I think she's, really she's her. kind of moving back around. Good. Um, that was an aside. Uh, <laughs> he's tall. He's tall and mysterious. Just your type. She was like, I don't have a type. And I'm like, he's my type. <laughs> Um, I decided that uh, dad in this movie is cool dad. Um, Okay. I didn't think he was hot, but he was definitely cool dad. And I was expecting him to not understand a lot, but he was Mm -hmm. really cool. That's the thing. Like everyone who you would expect to be like kind of a piece of crap is actually Mm -hmm. really great. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've never met your dad, but I feel like he kind of had your dad like vibes of like, where I'm going to come to you and be kind of like down to earth, but also like talk to you about important things. And 
I, uh, that was what I imagined your dad was like. Yeah. Yeah. Except my dad talked about like Microsoft Excel rather than like (laughs) journalism. Journalism. (laughs) Um, I love how vague this quote was of the big game is tonight. Traffic (laughs) is going to be bumper to bumper. Uh, Just the vagueness of the big game. (laughs) Forgive me for hosing you down like this, but I gotta go. Uh, That was just so random and it. It, the scene just made it seem like this woman was going to start melting. It was so funny, her face. Um, and this is a spoiler oh. for Bingo. But she says, get a clue, Jack. And I, I love know. it. I love <laughs> it. My favorite moment of the movie was this never happens again. But there was a small montage toward the beginning of the movie where a frozen picture of Lindsay Lohan is like... <laughs> And then just completely fades. Never happens again. No other frozen fading pictures. But I was like, that that is direction right there. Oh, my God. Uh, Val, do you have any favorite quotes or moments? Uh, Yes. So I definitely wrote that black line about black clothes. News of Mr. Walker's bizarre disappearance spread faster than the word of a Barney's warehouse sale. Uh. I liked the the like advice that her dad said. You'd be surprised what hard work, imagination, and a little luck can bring you. Mm. I like that. That's a Walt Disney quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's at one point, um, someone says Akuna Matata. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. And I'm like, why is the Lion King referenced in every single Truly. Of and then I think, oh, there's one point where this old lady goes, get me a cold one, Garson. <laughs> Garson. So <laughs> um, I thought so like most of this movie, like the things that sort of tickled me were just like how many items I yeah. owned. When they panned through her movie. room, I was like, oh my, I was like pausing it every mm-hmm. five seconds, just like, yep, had that, had that. And I also just wanted to point out that uh the first time that we see Charles Shaughnessy's character in mm-hmm. this movie. He is a reflection in a mirror, which I thought was very fun because the last movie he was in, he was a vampire. And the whole thing was that they figured out that he was a vampire because he did not have a reflection in a mirror. Good Easter egg. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was was it for me. Anything else you wanted to talk about uh, before we hop on into Spola City? Nah. Okay. Well, I have gone to Barney's and gone into the changing room and taken off every piece of clothes that I was wearing. And uh, that's where it ends. I don't even need to intro any other way. (laughs) Welcome to Spoiler City. Our tops are off. You heard it. (laughs) We said we were going to get full nude for this one because we didn't take our tops off. last. Oh, yeah. Full nude in the Barney's (laughs) dressing room. Um, Welcome to Spoiler City, where I, comma, Al, comma, Tell the synopsis. All right. We open up on New York, New, New York, New York. A beautiful intro. We like, and the song that we're getting, get a clown. There's nothing you can do. Um, great intro. This movie, solid intro. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, in the beginning, 
Um, we see Lexi is in bed and she wakes up for school and she puts on a headset where she Skypes basically, basically they invented Skype, uh, Brenda's song about their outfits for the day. So we can see that they are very fashion forward. We see breakfast in the morning with her family. Mom is leaving for a trip. Dad writes for the New York times and she doesn't really get along with her sister very much. They don't look like sisters at all. You know, sometimes like you got kids who look alike. These sisters are like, they cast two completely different people. Weird. Um, but then Lexi wrote an article about two of her teachers and it was published in the daily examiner, which is dad's competition newspaper. And the daily examiner is just also a local newspaper. And the article was about how two of her teachers are um, seeing each other on the side and no one knows. Um, and then we get to school and we see the first teacher is Mr. Walker and Miss Stern, who is basically like the Dean of the school is mad at Mr. Walker about the article. We don't know why. And everyone else is super supportive. Her friends are supportive, but the one person who's not is Bug Hall. His name is Jack. And, um, he's so confused on how he got the picture and her sister. What I didn't mention is very like spy forward, lots of gadgets, lots of technology. And she had borrowed some kind of camera from her sister and got the picture. Now we're sitting in class and it's career week. And we have a a foreshadowing moment of the person who's there for career week is the CIA lady, which I was like, if she's working for the CIA, she would not be here talking about working for the CIA. Well, she says that like she was in the field for 10 years, but she's been working for the CIA for 12. So presumably she's like no longer like in a clandestine position. Still spooky. (laughs) Um, And then we get to newspaper club where they talk about the article and she and Bug Hall are fighting because he wouldn't post the article in the school newspaper, which is why she sent it to the Daily Inquirer. I mean, good for her for being a, you know, 14 year old, 15 year old kid and getting your article published. Then we, she walks in on Walker, Mr. Walker and Miss Dawson. So those are the two teachers who are having the like secret affair, even though it's not an affair, but kind of, I guess. They're just dating. They're just dating. And she walks in on them and, and um, he says, I never meant to hurt you. And he doesn't love her. And then she said, one of us has to leave. And so they're basically breaking up. And of course she walks in on them in, you know, in the stairwell having this. Then that night, dad talks to Lexi, gives her advice about being a good investigative journalist and how you're kind of like a detective on in your, in a way. Um, and then we get to the next morning and we see a car getting pulled out of a lake and we're like, whose car is this? Then on Jack, AKA bug hall, his way to school, there's an article at the newsstand that says a teacher is missing. And we realize Mr. Walker is missing and it was his car and he hasn't been found. And then Lexi has another conversation with her dad and says that it's so weird that the day after my article runs, he disappeared. And Miss Dawson is acting really weird about the whole thing. And then the next career guy is a taxidermist. Not important to the storyline, but I wrote it down anyway. (laughs) Um, Lexi gets called out of class and uh, there is a detective there with a very uh, long, stringy mustache 
which typically would be my type, but he was not. No, no. And he and she tells uh, the detective what Miss Dawson said of one of us has to leave. So basically, the detectives kind of think that Miss Dawson is at fault. She thinks that Miss Dawson has something to do with it. A lot of ambiguity at this point because there's not many answers. Then Miss Dawson gets called in and Bug Hall and Lindsay Lohan fight over whether Miss Dawson is guilty or not. One of them says, because I didn't write down who said it, but as much as I hate to say this, I think we should team up. So Lindsay and Bug don't have a great relationship at school, but they both have different insights to what's going on and they both want to figure it out. So they decide to work together. She talks to dad again. She compiles the facts and she's like up late, like working on this and figuring it out. And so it sounds like detective work. And so he said, you need to compile the facts. And basically being a journalist is also being a bit of a detective. Then she walks in on her sister and is interested in her quote, junk, unquote, but wants to use some of the stuff for detective work and asks her where she got it. And she said the corner spy shop, (laughs) which is basically a Brookstone. Uh, But then Brenda song and Gabe walk into the spy shop and Lindsay's like mad that they want to be a part of it. But Gabe uh, has information of he lives across the street from Miss Dawson, so he's going to be of help. And you just want to hang out with your best friend. So that's they are invited to be a part of this investigation. Um, they are going to divide and conquer. And so originally, Lindsay is like, I want to go with Brenda. And Jack is like, yeah, I'll go with Gabe. But they have to go to Brooklyn because that's where Mr. Walker lives because he lives by Jack. And uh, she's trying to get out of it and blah, blah, blah. And it's because she's never ridden the subway before. So she's having a lot of fear having to go to Brooklyn. Uh, But Brenda Song couldn't go for some reason. And so Jack and Lindsay end up on their way to Brooklyn. And Brenda and Gabe get the camera set up at Dawson's, which in my head, I'm like, if this woman was a suspect of a murder, they would not be able to get this close to her house. Same thing with if in the future, if we get into Mr. Walker's house, um, how are how are they just allowed into these people's homes? No idea. And I wrote, why are we not talking about why Bug has a close relationship with Mr. Walker? Something that is really never really addressed fully. But it to me, I was like, if he's so close to them and he was making really interesting comments about his relationship with Mr. Walker and like, yeah, I know where he lives and like he's really going through it. And like, I don't know, it's just weird that we never got that that final like, oh, well, I kind of see Mr. Walker as like a dad figure to me or something. Mm-hmm. We just don't get that resolution. Yeah. Um, then they're in Brooklyn and she sees a homeless guy wearing Mr. Walker's jacket. And she is very fashion forward this whole time because she's living in the Upper East Side and was like, no, no one else has that really ugly brown <laughs> trench coat. And they get to Mr. Walker's house and the dean, Miss Stern, walks out. So very interesting. Why is she there? And the house is dun, 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 unlocked. There's a cat. They see a briefcase with the initials NP. And um, I wrote, if he was missing, there would be police here. Also, this man in his 30s sleeps on a twin bed. (laughs) 
Um, very, very <laughs> suspicious. <clears throat> then um, they're snooping around the house trying to find clues. And Charles Shaughnessy shows up and scares Lindsay. And he says, I'm Detective Meanie. They have a conversation. Actually, before we get to that, because she screams and then we cut somewhere else to there is a man who comes over to Miss Dawson's house and Gabe and Brenda Song are watching from like miles away or next door or across the street uh, across the street um on miles away across the street (laughs) um they're watching on the camera so this guy comes over and they're like who is it and it turns out to be mr goldblum who we saw for one second in the beginning of the movie who was also a teacher we don't know why he's there we can't hear anything we just see that he's there um then Charles Shaughnessy says, I'm Detective Meanie, and she's really suspicious of him because of what he wears and what he owns. Um, you can also kind of tell that, like, with him being there alone, something is fishy as an adult human being. <laughs> you yeah. kind of are like, okay, now we're going with this. <laughs> then we find out they, okay, so then they're like, okay, we have to go. She tells Bug that she's like, Detectives do not make that much money. I know that that watch is worth $40 million. And I know a detective doesn't make that. And so she's just like really suspicious. And they go to Bug's house because he lives a couple doors down. And she finds out that Bug is at the school on scholarship. He's one of a few people who goes to the Ridge School in the Upper East Side who lives in Brooklyn. And we meet his mom. We find out his brother is in the Navy. You can tell that, like, him and Lindsay Lohan are just two different people. And he tells her that um, he really likes bowling. So this is where we start to kind of, like, break the barriers of being enemies and start to become friends. And she's also asking a lot of questions. She's very curious. It's a super, super cute scene. And then they go onto his computer and they look up the detective database. (laughs) Um, And it says that Detective Meanie is a real person. um, But she's like, I don't know. I don't buy it. And then he checked his email and he was like, I have an email from Mr. Walker. And if he went missing, how is that possible? And he was like, oh, well, my computer that I own used to be owned by Mr. Walker. So once again, it's just like they're so close. We just don't get the resolution of like how or why. Nevertheless, uh, we go to like the main menu of the computer and we find out that Nicholas Petruzian owned this computer. So in my head, I'm like, well, who did he steal the computer from? But it ended up being he changed his name. So (laughs) hopefully not everyone is as dumb as I am. (laughs) Then we look up Nicholas Petruzian and find that he had disappeared after being charged with fraud and embezzlement in Arizona. And they found um, the nearest Petruzian address, which ended up being his mom. So they go find um, Mrs. Petruzian's address and they are on their way. And this is when Lindsay Lohan kind of realizes that she likes hanging out with Jack. And Brenda Song calls her out and is like, girl, you like him. And Lindsay's like, no. And Brenda's like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> and then uh, we get to them going to visit Mrs. Petruzian. And Mr. Walker is in the house. And doesn't seem to be startled at all that these children have found him. Or trying to hide from them. So weird. Um, 
but we love it. His mom is super adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, She reminded me of if you've ever seen Eight Crazy Nights, the like old lady in Eight Crazy Nights. I loved that. So then Mr. Petruzian, Mr. Walker, because he took a his name was Orlando Walker that he had like adopted. We find out that he was framed. So basically um, worked for a bank and he closed an account worth $10 million. And the next day someone took it and put it under a fake, uh, put it under his name in a foreign account. So basically framed him to say he stole all this money and someone was stalking him and, and threatened of threatened him of stealing and that he was going to, you know, turn him in. So he faked his death, Nicholas Petruzian to get rid of the stalker. And he um, moved to New York and took the name Orlando Walker because what they were a teacher, they died a year ago, took the name because it would just make sense of like in a teacher database or things like that. But then when he got to school, he fell in love with Miss Dawson until Lexi's article came out in the picture in the newspaper. He got a note that said his girlfriend would be killed if he didn't come to the hotel with the money. So the, so Lexi's article did kind of spark all of this controversy, but the letter is, they can't tell what hotel it is that he needs to go to. So they go back to her spy sister and she national treasures the shit out of this piece of paper to figure out the hotel and what letters were missing. Cause it was got wet or something. And I wrote, I was honestly on board with the spy shit until this, because it was just so very. <laughs> oh, I thought like, it was cute. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> and then there's another article that comes out in the newspaper the next day that says that um, uh, Mr. Walker is wanted by the police department because they found out that he is a fraud. Um, and then they all changed into their black outfits. They looked so cool walking like spies in the lane. And then Miss Dawson is also at the hotel. So now they're so now they're at the hotel to go get uh, to go figure out who's stalking Mr. Walker to go catch this person. And Miss Dawson shows up and we're like, that's weird. Um, but he can't say anything because he has to stay in hiding. And then Mr. Goldblum is there, which we're like, that was the guy who was in Miss Dawson's house. We're like, okay, why is he there? Then we see the homeless guy with the trench coat who is getting kicked out of the hotel. And we're like, okay, why is he there? And then uh, Petruzian's mom shows up and we're like, okay, why is she there? Miss Stern shows up. I wrote, why is everyone here? <laughs> um, then Detective Meany shows up and it turns out that Detective Meany was his old boss in Arizona and he was the one who framed him. And Granville, the boss, knows that he he doesn't have the money and flees because he's like, well, I'll get turned in if he captures me. And then everyone was running really weird through the hotel. We have just like a little montage of fleeing, very uh, high knees. Um, and then Granville uh, is in the basement. Lexi and Bug Hall are down there. And... Um, Charles Shaughnessy kind of hits some sort of switch that looks like a fire alarm, but it's not. And it literally just says danger. <laughs> um, and so then all of this like smoke is starting to come out and Lexi is stuck and um, Jack saves her very flipped from Titanic when he's 
he's handcuffed, she was handcuffed, and he slaps it off. Then she kisses him on the cheek. Almost kissing if I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Miss Dawson, we find out, was at the hotel because she got a free day at the spa. But she was trapped. So she was like, had all of the stuff on, but then her hands were tied behind her back. And Lexi saves her. And that's where she's like, I hate to hose you down like this because she just pushes her in the shower completely like, closed. With her robe. Yeah. <laughs> like so feet covered in wax, face covered in <laughs> mask. Just like so silly. Um, and then the uh, we see the homeless man <laughs> run a, a run into a big meeting in the hotel and he was actually an undercover councilman uh wanting to have a firsthand view and look of what it's like to live in poverty um and very interesting that he pulls off his like beard and hair and under it is just a suit <laughs> it was very funny um and there is a lot of like class mentioned like class differences mentioned throughout this Mm -hmm. um and so this is kind of starting to wrap up all of that um but we have this moment because uh he mentions that uh even though i was homeless one of the best gestures i've gotten was this man giving me his jacket and this jacket was my home because I didn't have one that it became my shelter and it became like my life. Um, and then that's when we see as a journalist, Lexi's dad is there. So literally everyone's here. Yeah. And Lexi saw this part as well. And she was like, Hmm, home as a jacket. I didn't even think of that. So this is a really big movie of like her realizing that like, there are people who live a completely different world than her, which is, I wouldn't say clunky metaphor, but metaphor for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're still running to try to catch this guy. They pretend to be the grandkids of Mrs. Petrusian at the high tea and she puts on the Google glasses to like see behind her. And so they see that, uh, Granville is behind them because she's like wearing glasses and the Google glasses are like reflective to see out of the corner of her eye. And so bug hall gets up and runs, um, and they are walking of course with a very large seven tiered cake and, as you uh, do. As you do, and he slides the cake into Granville as he's trying to escape. He gets knocked over. The and now we have a mustacheless detective, um, because Lindsay Lohan had commented on how bad his mustache was, so he shaved it off because of Lindsay Lohan. Sure. <laughs> then uh, we find out that Miss Stern liked Mister Walker, but she found out that Dawson and Walker were together. And Goldblum, the guy who showed up at Miss Dawson's house, got turned down by Dawson, and so they ended up getting together. That's why they were both at the hotel. Then we have Granville's getting arrested and Petruzian is about to get arrested too because he's still wanted for stealing this money. But he's like, I don't know where it went. And Lindsay Lohan is like, oh, Mrs. Petruzian, where did you get that really ugly, I mean, incredible brooch? (laughs) And she was like, oh, when I went to go pick up my son from work at the bank, I bent over and found this brooch in a 
paper bag under my chair. And Lindsay Lohan, some reason, knows her diamonds and knows that this <laughs> specific diamond is worth $10 million, the $10 million that was missing. And Granville bought it as a diamond uh, to have it somewhere so that he could frame Mr. Petruzian. And so he admits to it, which would never happen in the moment, but he does. So Petruzian doesn't get arrested. Granville does. Um then Lexi's articles in the paper again. Miss Dawson wants her as career day and the police investigation ended. And then Dawson and Petruzian get married. He wears a top hat. There's not a lot of people there, but for some reason, half of the school is there. <laughs> and um, throughout this, Lexi and uh, Lindsay Lohan and Bug Hall have like developed their relationship. And at the very end, um, he had mentioned to her when they were at his house that he really likes bowling and she bought him custom bowling shoes, which was so cute. Her her love language is gifts and <laughs> then asks if they can go bowling together sometime. And Val, out of left field, we end with a narration. <laughs> There's been narration through the whole movie. I didn't notice it at all until the end when I was like. That Barney's quote was a narration from the was movie. it? Yeah. Boo. <laughs> I was surprised when you didn't bring it up earlier. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until the end. I was like, we went this whole movie. <laughs> we went this whole movie without it. I literally didn't even notice it. That's so funny. Well, that's good, right? I mean, yeah. that they and that is get a clue. <laughs> I think I realized like why this why I didn't like this movie more, which is like the adults were meant to be like funny mm -hmm. and they weren't like yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, like the detective, like the real detective who has this yeah. ridiculous mustache. He's also like covered in coffee stains. Like they're all meant to yeah. be like cliches to the point where some of their names are literally things like stern and meanie. Like right. it's, it's meant to be sort of silly like that, which, doesn't fit with like these kids who are taking right. this really seriously and it really is like life or death circumstances mm -hmm. and so it's like it feels like some of these people are in a different movie like when you were talking about like that high knees running through the like hotel yeah like, i was literally watching that going why is this here like yeah. why is this happening right now it doesn't fit the rest of this movie at mm -hmm. all um and like i under yeah you're right that like they were trying to sort of like bring everyone together and like make this commentary on classism and all this stuff. But that whole thing, like with the councilman and the dad being there and all that stuff, that was the most unnecessary yeah. like aspect of this out of everything. Yeah. I would have been perfectly happy to just see them solve this crime. Right. And like, and, and also Charles Shaughnessy is the type of like villain who needs more to do like otherwise right. he's so outsized he was in compared scenes. to right and he's like too he's so such like a big presence mm -hmm. like he like as they say he chews on the furniture when he's in the scene right and like, yeah it's doesn't it again doesn't fit with like the other people in these parts Right. Like D Mr. Walker is very kind of like down to earth and like mm -hmm. just sort of like a normal person. And so it doesn't like make sense that like, you know, they're in the same movie. Right. 
so yeah, I think that like this movie was fun and like I would happily watch it again. Like it's not like I like hated it or anything, but I just think that they missed some opportunities to sort of like make Mm -hmm. it make a little bit more sense and be like more consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you want to tell us the fun fact? Oh yeah. Okay. So the, um, this is literally exactly what, uh, IMDb says a well-concealed reshoot took place in late 2001 to film a different ending, concluding that the villain in the film was meanie. In the original ending, the villain turned out to be Mrs. Stern, the teacher from Lexi's school who had known Mr. Walker while he was living in Arizona. Interesting. Yeah, I don't totally understand how that would work because like he worked with her every day. Like, how would he not like, how did that make sense? Yeah, but it's it's bizarre to me. Maybe that's why they changed it. Yeah, maybe. It's just funny that they like filmed a whole movie and then we're like, no, we need to reshoot this decom. (laughs) And it means that they would have had to film like some of those big set piece scenes Mm -hmm. again, uh, which is interesting. So maybe that's why Charles Shaughnessy is only in two scenes. Yeah, because he wasn't originally meant to be like he was probably meant to be like an actual just like detective. And then they were like, actually, come back and be the villain. Mm hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. Welcome to bingo. Woo. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) start. Wait, I'm wearing my bingo shirt. (gasps) I I got got bingo. bingo Um, (laughs) One hit wonder song. Yep. Mm -hmm. Get a clue. Slash Milo and Otis or whatever. Prozac. Yep. Okay. Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. I didn't see anything. I didn't see any either. Okay. Mm-mm. Holiday themed? Nope. Nope. Sad. Clunky metaphor. Um, I think it was a very in your face metaphor, but the, does that cons- d- does that qualify no, as clunky? No. I mean, the themes were in your face. Like the metaphor would have been like if, you know, like literally like. Jack and like the teacher lived downstairs and they lived upstairs. You know what I mean? Like Mm. if it was like a physical representation of like their classes or something, I'm trying to think Mm -hmm. of like if there was something like that in this movie, but I don't really, I don't think so. No parents who just don't get it. No, not really. Cause dad kind of gets it. Mm -hmm. All Mm -hmm. the parents in this movie, even if they were only on screen for two seconds, cause we always, put the mom away in all of these movies for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, they seemed cool. Cool non-parent adult. Yeah, there yeah. was a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Did we count Charles Shaughnessy last time? I think so. Okay. Because he had already had nanny fame at this point. Yeah. And also Lindsay Lohan. Also yeah. She was had already big, done yeah. Aaron Trap and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, competition to resolve the central problem. No, 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 not this time. And I would like to acknowledge that we had some fans who were upset about the <laughs> results last episode. We're not changing them, but I wanted to acknowledge you and I hear you and I still disagree with you. Wow. Respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. I hear some disrespect in that tone. Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. What? A montage sequence. Yeah. 
Yeah, always. It's a decom. I mean, how many times have we not had one? (laughs) Never, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cliche villain. Yeah. Yeah. Banker. Yeah. Who's also a weird fake detective. Mm -hmm. Clothes or items you own. Val has a whole list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I had... The same Nokia phone. It was the same one again that she had. Nice. She had those like bead bracelets. You know what I'm talking about with like the circle, like the spherical beads. Oh, uh-huh. Yep. I had those. Wow. The VTech has made another appearance. That wow. cordless phone that was we right next it. to her bed. Decoms are obsessed. I know. Later, she's wearing silk pajamas, which I have referenced before in previous yep. episodes. Mm-hmm. I had a nice dad. i love that i love that a lot in her sister's room she has one of those pencil boxes that has like those little like dots on the top do you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. it's like plastic it's color on the top i had that uh, translate yeah i had one of those where you pour glue in the top and then you make a bookmark yep Mm -hmm. exactly um the at one point the sister's wearing like a polo with like a zip up over it and i was like i wore that exact outfit before yeah. okay this is what i was just looking for a second ago uh okay. that i could not find i mm-hmm. had sunglasses that had mirrors on the side no. that you could see behind you yes i had those they weren't like computers right but they were just mirrors like it was That's like having amazing. like a rear view mirror yeah and i thought i still had them maybe i do but i couldn't find them and then, oh, she has at school, she has a binder that is like color, like a like red on the edge, like on the binding and then mm-hmm. like translucent white on mm-hmm. like the cover in the back. And I had that exact very binder. 2000s. Yes. Very yeah. 2000s. She has like a bunch of like trapper keepers and stuff that all are like, yeah, yeah. I had some version of that. Um, I, think- I just recently found out what a trapper keeper is. Wow. Val and I <laughs> were at rehearsal for. The show we do together, comedy sports, and I did not know what a trapper keeper was. Oh, I yeah. I do know. I do know what it is, but I would have called it a binder. Like, I didn't realize it had another name. Right. And trapper I also keep- had one as a child. It's sort of like calling a tissue Kleenex. Yeah. Like, trapper keeper was the brand that everyone yeah. had at the time. Yeah. Had no idea. <laughs> the only thing that I had was she had a pair of purple glasses that had a studded heart in the bottom. And oh, I yeah. Did, I did have a pair of those. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You were so fashionable. I was so fashionable. <laughs> the people, they were obsessed. As they should have been. Mm-hmm. Okay, so needless to say, I think we get to check this off. <laughs> we do, yeah. Many, many an X in that box. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Okay, this one is probably going to be higher. I'm going to go exactly 60. 42. What? Mm-hmm. They didn't like it. 40. So we get the box. We do. I just don't get my pride. Boo. Okay, uh, our next box is Happily Ever After. Yeah. I'd say so. Bowling shoes and all. Yeah. Yeah. Almost kissing. Yep. Yeah. Almost got the lips. Almost. Almost lips. And the teacher's kiss, too. Oh, yeah. Someone who became famous. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if if we can't count Lindsay Lohan, 
like to, for Brenda. both boxes will count Brenda. Yeah, yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think she's mm-hmm. actually very true to her values. Yeah. Um, your childhood crush. I definitely thought he was cute. Yes. Uh, obviously bad special effects or stunts. I didn't notice anything. There wasn't too many crazy stunts or anything. No, no. I mean, I like 99% sure that the person who got hit with the cake was not Charles Shaughnessy. Right. But like, it wasn't so obvious where I was like, who's that (laughs) person who doesn't look anything like him? Right. Um, yeah, I would say no. Um, our Disney Channel Starbucks. Yes. Brenda Song. Yes, Brenda Song. Because I don't think that Lindsay Lohan is a Disney Channel star, uh, but Brenda Song is due to Sweet Life and all of the movies that she was in. Correct. Correct. She was in a lot of DCOMs, so it definitely yeah. counts. Um, okay. Musical number. No. Nope. 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 Magic. No. No. Spy magic. Right. Like, unless you count what the little sister did with that letter. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says the title of the movie. Yes. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good chunk. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Super Scooby-Doo in this one. This might be, like, the most Scooby-Doo of any Scooby-Doo. Right. Because the children figured it out when the police could not. <laughs> and it's literally like, those darn kids. Like, uh, literally the bad guy yeah. getting, like, unmasked. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the heroes create the problem. Yes. Yeah. I yes. said we had no initially, but it is her fault because of the article. Right. She didn't have ill intentions, but she definitely caused the chain right. of events. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. A lead is a fish out of water. I would argue that she is a bit when she's in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'll accept that. Nice. Okay, Val. Get a clue. Get a two. (laughs) We got two bingos. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Uh, Our bingos that we got today were the third row down, closer items you own, Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60, Happily Ever After, Almost Kissing, and Someone Who Became Famous. Mm -hmm. And our diagonal from the top left to bottom right, we have One Hit Wonder Songs, Someone Too Famous for a TV Movie, Happily Ever After, Decom Starbucks, and Lead is a Fish Out of Water. We did it. Get a do. Um, great and then we are gonna as we always do another little game um i said val you're gonna love this game because earlier i foreshadowed for everyone um in this game called get a clue um (laughs) where val and i are gonna give each other movies and we're going to have to sing we're going to have to create and sing a theme song for the movie. Uh, it's it has the the stipulations are it has to be a movie that does not already have one. OK, so it, if it was, you know, something else. Great. OK, do we have to have seen the movie? Yes, I would say so. OK, okay. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a long song. You just have to make a song. 
Also, okay. there's no time limit on this. So if it takes us five minutes, it takes us seven, whatever. So. Yeah, I'm just going to do it like off the cuff. Are, we're not. <gasps> are we supposed to write it? If you want, or we can improvise. I want to see what happens if we improvise. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm making <laughs> you go first. Okay. Like okay. you're making me like make up a song verse. Yes. Make okay. up a theme song that would like play at the beginning of the movie. Okay. I already have mine for you. Okay. And I just thought about it right now. I wasn't like preemptively thinking about no, it. No, that's fine. Okay. Val, your movie is Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. I have to try not to sing the Get a Clue song. Yep. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> There's dinosaurs everywhere. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> Do you hear the pounding? Do you hear the pounding? It's a T-Rex. It's a T-Rex. And Jeff Goldblum told us all that's what would happen. <laughs> do I need to, should I do more? No, that was perfect. I just wasn't sure if you were done. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. And then you're like, there's a second verse. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, okay. This is great because I have had to have seen the movie, which means you can't give me a Star Wars. Right. Um, okay. Uh, since this TV show is coming out, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Have you seen okay. A League of Their Own? Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I give you A League of Their Own. Okay. In honor of the TV show coming out. In honor of the TV show. And in honor of me actually having seen this movie. Yes. And in honor of me loving this movie a lot. There's no crying in baseball. And we are a team one and all. Women... Women playing baseball. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Folks, if you'd like to see more uh, improv like that, come to a comedy sports show any Friday or Saturday. Um, well, that was great, Al. Thanks. That was great, Val. <laughs> um, like and subscribe to D commentaries Instagram, Val's Instagram and my Instagram. Yeah. We both have Instagrams. We do. We also have a TikTok. We do. And write us a five-star review. Yeah. For Val, real. When though, was the last time we had a five-star review? The last review we received was almost a year ago. It was August 8th, 2021 on Apple. Wow. If you leave us a review and screenshot it and send it to us on Instagram, we'll shout you out. Yeah, we will. At our next uh, our next ep- episode. Yep. And we can't track this, but you can also give us five stars on Spotify. Yes. Which would can. be delightful. Huge. 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 Val, always a pleasure. Always. Always. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah. This was great. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. 
This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.